You are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. Each Wednesday at 5 p.m. on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, I welcome a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. everyone. Welcome to Campus Beat. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen, and we are in studio today with Kevin Collins from the Student Experience Office here at Queen's University. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. It's a real pleasure to meet with you. Uh, So tell us about yourself and and your role in the Student Experience Office here at Queen's. Well, I am uh, the Community Engaged Learning Coordinator here in the Student Experience Office at Queen's, and I try to find opportunities around the city here for students to engage on different community projects. Um, And we do that through our alternative reading week. And this year actually we're excited to be expanding and having other opportunities outside of of Kingston as well, which is really exciting. Okay, and and how did you uh, come to Queen's University to be in your role here? So I used to work at the University of Toronto. I worked with international students there um, at their international center. And uh, this opportunity popped up at Queen's and in Kingston, and I just saw it and I thought Kingston is lovely and Queen's is, looks like a fun place to be. So um, I took the leap and I came. And um, in terms of community engagement I, uh, and, and kind of the international piece and what I'll com- comment on in terms of our, our program expanding that way, um, I used to live overseas myself in uh, South Korea and Sweden. And so... Um, that was a really rich, very cool experience for me, and uh, I thought it would be neat to help facilitate those kind of opportunities for students. Okay, wonderful. So uh, the reason why I invited you in today is because uh, we've seen uh, um, uh, lots of stuff in the Queen's Gazette recently about the Queen's Cares program. What is Queen's Cares, uh, or, or the Queen's Cares Alternative Reading Week program, and ultimately what makes it alternative? So Queen's Cares, like you said, it is an alternative reading week program. It's it's a different way to spend your reading week, I think. Um, And the big thing that we talk about and work on is community engagement. Uh, So getting to know people within different communities and um, learning from them, sharing with them, building relationships with them, and supporting where we can community identified and developed initiatives. So really, um, we're not going in thinking that we're going to save the day in terms of the work that we do with different organizations. Um, It's different from a a traditional volunteer or service placement Mm -hmm. in that there's that that relationship building piece and um, and we we want to have reciprocal partnerships. So students certainly are going to be gaining skills um, and developing their skills and you know, having a fun experience, I think, but at the same time, the community is, um, is, is able to, um, move some of their initiatives forward with, with extra hands and also build that relationship too, and get to know 
some of the great students that we have here at Queen's. Okay. Can you tell us about some of the initiatives at the local, national, and international level that students have engaged in in the past? Sure, yeah. So um, last year we we had the program just locally, and one of our partnerships actually was uh, with the Keys Job Centre and this group of women called um, the Begin Again Group that would take recycled rubber and turn it into different products. Um, but as an example of a student making connections with their ap- academics, we had um, a, a small team, and one of the students was from uh, the School of Computing, and they... The, the team consulted with this group of women, learned about what they were doing with their uh, business initiative, and helped them in developing a website and giving them some training and tips on how to use it moving forward so that it would be sustainable. So, I mean, that's a, a good example of um, what the program can offer um, for students looking to develop their skills and and connect make connections with their ap- academics but also how students can have an impact within communities mm-hmm. and learn from communities um and it was just a really nice lovely relationship okay so uh moving forward and looking ahead what opportunities can students enjoy uh through participation locally nationally and internationally this coming reading week yeah, so we um, we will have similar local programming in terms of different projects around the city with different community organizations, again, working to support um, community-developed initiatives, things mm-hmm. that communities are looking to um, address and have, have started to get the ball rolling, and we go in and support where we can. Um, in addition, you know, there are great opportunities like... Um, working with Operation Groundswell in Ecuador to learn about food revolutions um, and indigenous farming. And then we have a a great opportunity too in New Orleans um, this coming year uh, to work with Habitat for Humanity on a a site build. So when you're doing that kind of work internationally or outside of your own city, um, it's important that you engage ethically. So a big part of what we do and how we um, how we operate the program is to do a lot of pre-departure thinking mm-hmm. and training around what does ethical community engagement look like. Um, in in during the experience, there'll be re- opportunities for reflection, and then um, when students return to, we have uh, debriefs, which are are um, a great opportunity for them to share what they've done, the types of relationships they've built, um, how their experience may have impacted them and how mm-hmm. they may have impacted communities. And then um, um, they, they get an opportunity to plan for the showcase too. Okay. Um, I, I'm intrigued by what you were talking about in terms of ethical community engagement. What does that mean? So for me, I mean, I'm sure there are all sorts of definitions, um, but from some of my reading and research and experience, it's about challenging perceptions around what it means to go and volunteer. Um, And I think that sometimes we can view the communities or the people that we're working with or volunteering for as kind of this helpless other needing us, needing support. They can't make it happen for themselves. And really we want to recognize there's great stuff happening in communities. There's great work happening on the ground. Um, And we come from a very different place when we're going in as a a volunteer or we're trying to um, participate in community engagement. So 
I think that's a big piece of it. Um, and trying to, to be respectful as guests too. Sometimes it can be a big drain on a community organization or a, a host um, to have a group of, of student volunteers or any any volunteers come. So recognizing that, um, you know, it's it's we're able to go in and help out and support when asked, where needed, with some of the skills that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's uh, a big deal for an organization to take on a group of people and uh, kind of facilitate and oversee their involvement there and give them some training and insight into what happens within the organization. So it's a two-way partnership, okay. you know, and that relationship building, that partnership is really key. So you mentioned that uh, it can be... Um, um, uh, some uh, quite a lot for a particular organization to take on uh, student groups. Uh, what kinds of challenges might they face in this kind of doing that your office seeks to address at the same time? Yeah, good, good question. Well, we, I mean, some of the challenges that they could face in in having a group come in um, is that they would have to provide additional training. <laughs> And so supervision, tapping out, tapping out uh, staff resources. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, they've already got a lot going on, um, and I think as well, you know, within certain communities, especially when you're working internationally too, are you displacing people from jobs? Ah. You know, if you're going to work on a site build or something like that, isn't there someone there who could use a job opportunity? Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at that and thinking critically and exploring some of that is important for us and the students um, that we work with who will be going to engage with different communities. So that's a, a, a big piece. Um, I'm forgetting the second part of your question. <laughs> what was oh, this? how would our office <laughs> seek to to address some of those challenges or right. try to alleviate them. I think, like I just said, thinking critically and considering what they might be, mm-hmm. um, as well for the different opportunities, we're going to have trip leaders that are going out um, with groups to different organizations, um, whether they be local or international. And so um, um, the trip leader and it's usually one or two students per group provides a lot of leadership and guidance for the student team going, Mm -hmm. which helps the organization out because they don't have to, um, oversee a group of as many as, you know, six locally or in new Orleans, there'll be about 20 students from Queens going. So, um, that's helpful there, I think, in terms of having a liaison between the organization and the students and our office. Okay. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about, uh, you've hinted at this already, but tell us a little bit about the program structure itself, uh, including the orientation and uh, what it looks like during the uh, four-day reading week. And uh, and then there's something called a program showcase afterwards. So yeah. there are three, three stages, I guess, here. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like? And I, I, I see that there might be differences between the local, national, and international, yeah. but feel free to elaborate. Absolutely. So we're going to have different um, sort of orientation pre-departure days for the students that are in the program. And like you said, some of them will be different depending on where the students are going to. Um, but students involved in the program can expect to cover topics like what is community engagement? I mean, I provided a brief definition, um, but looking a little bit more into that, um, looking at 
um, power and privilege within communities, looking at ethical engagement, which I talked to you about a little mm-hmm. bit, and then some of the skill pieces too. So students um, working on projects locally need to know about project planning and implementation. Um, so we'll give them, uh, do some workshops around, you know, planning an event or a project. What does that involve? What are the key steps to take there? Um, things like group dynamics. Uh, and I think that applies across the board. How do you work with other people? And what are some of the issues that can arise mm-hmm. there? Um, and how to work through some of that intercultural pieces and I think everyone can benefit from that we often talk about how you don't just gain intercultural experience from traveling necessarily Um, there are lots of diverse dynamic cultures within our own city Um, so learning how to navigate difference and communicate interculturally it will be a big piece of it Mm -hmm. Um, we're also hoping to work with four directions indigenous student center um, to look at colonialism especially for some of our students going overseas um, and, and the impacts of that and looking at indigenous knowledge, um, especially with the, with the farming, um, in Ecuador, uh, they'll be looking at that quite a bit. So we will have a number of different things to look at and talk about during those trainings, which mm-hmm. is exciting. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's one of my favorite parts. Um, and then when students are in the experience, uh, there's a journal that they use each day to kind of think about and debrief on what they're learning. Um, And those are really connected to our our program outcomes. So we have different outcomes around the community partnership piece Mm -hmm. um, and then community building themselves with other students, um, making connections to academics and skill development and what that looks like the intercultural pieces there. So all of those things tie into what they'll be doing each day as they reflect on the experience that they're having mm-hmm. um, and what they carry forward. Um, how can it apply to future experiences that they have and um, potential career opportunities too, which is pretty exciting. And then you had asked about the showcase, which is exciting as well, and kind of those debriefs afterwards. So when they are done, the experiences will have... Um, opportunities for them to share and students will be working on a range of projects and exploring a range of of topics around the world Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um they'll be able to come together and talk about that and and what the experience was like for them and what they learned and again to kind of um um think now what you know, how, how's this going to change my thinking moving forward? How am I going to share about my experience with others that I meet? Um, and certainly they'll have a chance to share in the showcase. So that's when we begin to start planning for that. Mm-hmm. And in the showcase, students really present, whether it be via poster board or um, a presentation at the front of the room or a video that they've created or some other creative way of presenting what they worked on and what Queen's Cares was all about for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a really nice share back, not only for each other in their different groups, but for staff and faculty to come and see what they've been working on and for community partners. I know last year we had a few community partners come out to our program showcase at the end, like the Boys and Girls Club, and they were able to see, um, you know, what else went on, what, what did other organizations do, 
with student groups um, and see those relationships and it's an exciting time it's like a celebration of the program and um, and that partnership piece okay that sounds exciting and fantastic and boy I want to apply but yeah, I'm not a you're student. very welcome I'm not yeah. a student anymore yeah. though, maybe we'll make an exception oh thank you <laughs> um, so you you talked a lot about uh, the skills development as well um, f- before we talk about what students are actually <clears throat> learning in terms of skill sets life skills and job skills even uh, what kinds of um, experience or skills or even worldviews and outlooks might applicants, ideal applicants have? Good question. Um, We're pretty open-minded about what people bring to the project coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, And a big piece of what we do in terms of that intercultural learning is to get a sense of where people are coming from and how they're experience basically who you are and your lived experiences shape how you see the world Mm -hmm. so anyone's perspective can be valuable in terms of um trying to develop intercultural competence and and um and and work together um so we're you know if last year we had first year students we had fourth year students we had a phd student um there is a a wide range and variety um certainly it's nice when you apply to be able to write down some of your skill sets and how you think that they would be valuable Mm -hmm. so like i had mentioned there was a student in computer science who was great with website development and some of our community partners are looking to do that type of work um Another group did a did some research and a report on social enterprises last year for One Roof Kingston, and it was great um, for them to apply some of those skills that they had gained in the classroom in terms of well, how do you write a report, how do you conduct research. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's big. Um, so I mean, I think everyone has something unique that they could bring to the experience and the project, and um, certainly it's nice to see some of those different strengths um, shine when I when I read applications and if there's something that someone gravitates toward in terms of a particular topic or type of project or experience you know we love to see that in our applications so that we can try and something that find something that's um, fitting for them all right and now on the other end of things what kinds of uh, skills uh, life skills or job skills uh, might students actually gain it through these experiences? Yeah. Great question. Well, I think that they it's a real-world application of some of the things that they have maybe talked about or done in class. So um, perhaps a student has written a report for a science class or, or you know, for any, any class. But... Um, um, to write one for an organization that's looking to solve a problem or learn more about something, it's a different level of doing it. And it's nice to feel like what I'm working on is actually going somewhere. And not that it isn't when you do it in class, certainly, but it almost feels like a practice round. And mm-hmm. this is the real deal. Um, uh, so I think being able to apply some of your skills and knowledge in a real world setting is huge. Um, and, and I think in terms of skills gained, we had students last year that learned a lot from one another, which was really exciting. Um, so I'd mentioned that, that project with, um, with computing, you know, there were other students in that group that didn't know as much about website development, but they knew 
they had great people skills and they were able to conduct kind of that, that consultation with um, the group of women that the website was being developed for. And there were some others in the group that were great at kind of the teaching component or making a workshop. So they worked on kind of that tip sheet and training for, for the group. So um, I think sometimes too, people surprise themselves in terms of what they're able to do that maybe they haven't done a lot before. Um, and I say that it's kind of, you know, doing it in classes like a practice round and, and this is a real world application. Uh, this is also a good opportunity to try it out and see what happens. And, um, you know, I think sometimes learning is messy and, <laughs> and no, none of us are perfect and not everything that we do will be, um, arguably nothing that we do will be perfect. So it, that relationship building piece and just trying our best and, um, and, and thinking, how are we going to, how are we going to make this project work and who can bring what to it? Mm -hmm. That's a really nice, um, experience that, I think would help anyone moving forward. Okay. Thank yeah. you so much. Okay. So now we're going to get into a little bit of the housekeeping stuff. So mm -hmm. we talked about uh, some of the skills or outlooks that uh, students may have uh, when thinking about applying, uh, but what makes a student eligible yeah. to apply? So in terms of leadership roles, um, if you are interested in being a local project leader, you could be anywhere from first year up to the PhD level. Um, you know, anyone, last year we had first year students that were project leaders and knocked it out of the park and were phenomenal. And, and um, so that's pretty open-ended. Um, for international experiences, we're looking for students that are in their third year or higher. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of participant spots, again, anyone is welcome to apply and participate. Um, it's something that is is really nice when you have a fourth year student and a second year student and and a, and a student that's uh, a graduate student all working together to kind of work on and, and solve a problem mm -hmm. and everyone brings something different to it so um, you know regardless of who you are listening to this right now if you are a queen student and you're interested um, there is a spot for you so how do students apply? Yeah, so the, on our website, um, if you go to queensu.ca slash student experience, uh, you can follow along to the Queen's Cares tab. And right there on the first page, there is the application link. And there's also all of the different experiences listed. Um, so you can go and, and check out what's going on and what you might be interested in and find more about program costs mm -hmm. um, and what each experience involves. Uh, so yeah, everything you, you need to know should be on there. Okay. So what kinds of costs might be, um, involved? I, I'm assuming, for example, international people might have to pay for an air ticket. Yeah, a little bit more. Um, so locally the program is $85. Um, certainly if a student has extenuating circumstances or needs financial support, they're welcome to contact us about that. Um, and then internationally, the, the trips like Ecuador is around $3,000. So it's mm -hmm. quite a bit more. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, it's something to explore and look at and see what looks feasible. Um, but, but like I had said, if, if there's any student out there that's interested and feels like, oh my gosh, that's, you know, I'd love to take part, but it's not necessarily within my reach, they're welcome to contact us. Okay. Yeah. And uh, what about the deadline? 
So the deadline for leaders to apply is October 7th. Um, and then the deadline for participants is October 28th. Okay. And again, they can go to uh, queensu.ca backslash student experience. You got it. To find, uh, find out all the information and the instructions for the application. Yes. Uh, so the final question here, in your view, uh, why should students apply? I think students should apply because... If you are a student at Queen's, um, something that I've often heard is that you're within the Queen's bubble. And not, not all students feel like they're overly connected to the Kingston community or other communities necessarily. So it's a good way to kind of get off campus mm -hmm. um, and explore what a partnership with a, another community might look like. And you still get to connect and work with other other students, which is nice. Um and it's just uh, from from hearing testimonials, and there are a couple on our website from students in previous years. Um, it makes a big difference in terms of how you view things, especially how you view community members here in the city. Okay, and now uh, while we still have you here, you've spoken and told us so much about the Queen's Cares program, the Alternative Reading Week program, uh, available through the Student Experience Office. Um, but while you're here, can you tell us a little bit about the Student Experience Office too, and what other services are offered there? Yeah, so the Student Experience Office works to try and enhance the student experience on camp uh, on campus and uh, get students connected um, to make the most of their time here and so um, some of the different programs that that the student experience office works on includes the SOAR program it's mm -hmm. the summer orientation to academics and resources that a lot of first year students um, will most likely remember from the summer. There's also the, the university orientation program and uh, the student experience office works closely with residents mm -hmm. on that. Um, we also have the Queen's Reads program, mm -hmm. which is really exciting. This year, the book is Scarborough by Catherine Hernandez and the book is available for pickup across campus. Um, the author's actually coming in November, which is exciting and is the writer in residence this year. Um, there are also peer programs like Q Success, which is a first year mentorship program for students that have come to Queens and are looking to get a little support and guidance um, and just connect with upper year students and other first year students. Um, so that, that's a little bit of a sampler, a royal sampler of what we do. Um, and certainly you can find out more by going to queensu.ca slash student experience. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, this has been Kevin Collins here at CFRC in our studios in Lower Carruthers Hall talking to us about uh, Queen's Cares and of course the Student Experience Office. Thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure.